Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 75 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto episodes 83 through 88, where a hallway turns into a frog's mouth, Sasuke watches his family get murdered for an entire day, and Naruto's new super technique is basically just popping water balloons. Yeah, because when you are a ninja and you think to yourself, you know what I want to do today? I want to destroy someone's good time summer fun. Fuck you, Naruto. You gotta go out there and you gotta pop little kids' balloons because that's what he does in this episode. You're gonna find out that all of these people wanted to do was have a good time and buy their water balloons from a stand and they gotta come along and break it. That is so much more angry about this than I thought. It's also, like, accurate. That's not a joke. They really do that in this episode. Let's, let's just um let's jump in. <laughs> that took such a turn. <laughs> I didn't realize you were going to say that and then like when I thought about it I was just like how fucked up is that that they just like he throws a businessman into a water balloon stand. What a jackass. <laughs> well, you know, it was uh in his defense it was a complete overreaction and could absolutely have killed a relatively innocent person. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um I have cool. one so, pre-show thing that I want to talk about. And it's Sure, what's going on? It is the <laughs> cutest manga I've ever seen ever. So I I used to read a lot of manga. I used to subscribe to Weekly Shonen Jump, uh, the American version, or it was monthly Shonen Jump over here. And I read a lot of manga through there. I haven't read a ton of manga outside of that, but I would read it, you know, every month and I would kind of pick my way through it. So it would take like a week or two to get through. Um, So I was reading manga fairly constantly and, uh, you know, they have like seven series or so at any time. Um, So getting a little bit of everything. And uh, since then, I haven't read a lot of manga. I just uh, don't have a lot of money to spend on trade, the Japanese trade paperbacks, which is called Tankoban. And um, I don't have a lot of space to store them if I did. But there is one that Pete and I, my fiance Pete and I have uh, seen at Barnes & Noble over and over again. And every time we pick it up and flip through it and we finally bought it. And it is called Nyankees, N-Y-A-N-K-E-E-S, which is a portmanteau of the word Yankees and Nyan, which is the Japanese version of Meow. And it is the story of street toughs, except that they're actually street cats, And so it's like these hard, tough dudes that are like fighting and talking shit to each other. And then every once in a while, the reaction shot of the characters is of cats instead of of hard, tough dudes. And it is hilarious. Like it opens on a on like a street brawl between like warring gangs. And then this brawl is broken up by a little girl coming up and being like kitties. And they're just like fleeing and they're cats and it's hilarious and it's really cute. And I have read a little bit of it so far and I really like it. And it's just adorable. And uh, if you're into that kind of thing, I, I, as you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, I tend not to gravitate towards series that are comedic. 
And this one has largely been comedic so far, but it's a really funny and interesting concept. And I really like it so far. And uh, definitely, I think you should go see if you can find it in a bookstore, flip through it, see if it's your thing and pick it up if it's, if it is. Yeah. So, um, that's what Blake wants to go over. Um, I have uh, a quick little announcement. Um, we do have, uh, some more, uh, collaboration episodes coming up. So I, oh, I would really like to hear back, like <laughs> what, what is going on, how, how people are liking the collaboration episodes. Cause we really enjoy doing we them. We really like um, them. <laughs> yeah. And, fun. um, the two that are coming up, one of them is a really long time in the making, um, and the other one is with a, a much larger podcast uh, that people will be pretty excited about when we announce. Um, yeah, I've heard of one thing, of those. I don't know if I've heard of both of those. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to throw out there as well that I am going to be uh, running a panel this weekend at MyakoCon, um, or what, I'm... I, definitely pronounced that incorrectly um but it is a a con that is going to be in um in salem oregon so if you happen to be down there um please feel free to reach out um we are also uh really excited to announce that uh this week we we took a look and we were like i hope i hope patreon is going well um and we were like well we have one supporter and then we were like oh Wait, we haven't seen the supporter before. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. This was new. So, uh, yeah, we're excited um, to, we've mentioned this before and we mentioned it at the outro and every episode, we're, we get very excitable um, when people want to be um, part of the show, talk to us, um, basically interact with us at all. Uh, Think of us as like, you know, we're, we're that dog that's, you know, in the pound and every time somebody comes to walk them they get like more excited than they can possibly do anything. We are definitely basically dogs in a pound. Yeah. We, we begin to spin uncontrollably. Think of us that way. Um, and so, uh, we, we wanted to make sure to throw it out there that like this Patreon supporter is amazing. We only have one right now. If you want to support the show, we would really like it because we want to be able to keep on doing like new and bigger things. And the, the thing that we also want to do is um, we want to be able to do merch. Um, So like the, we, I've talked to a couple of different artists online um, that are interested in doing just kind of like a collaboration thing with us. And one of the things that I I don't like to do as, uh, as like a media artist or somebody that works, you know, uh, my wife does paintings, um, so it's like she's really good. Yeah, like when people work on art, I don't, I don't really like to do it and just be like, you know, do this on spec, please. Um, the same way that like when we've worked with actors before, like we, you know, we want to pay our actors if it's a passion project of ours, and like when we did our web series, we didn't pay ourselves, like. Blake and I have not paid ourselves for this show at all. Um, And so one of the things that we want to do is like, we want to do this collaboration, but if we're going to do that, we want to be able to like, you know, pay this person to work on our art because we are not artists um, in, well, in that way. Um, Yeah. So like 
we, we definitely want that to happen. And if you want that to happen as well, and you're a listener of our show, please let us know. Um, and please consider supporting on Patreon. Everything that we, uh, we raise on Patreon, we're putting back into the show. Um, it is really a passion project of ours and you get cool swag too. We also want to keep the show ad free, but like it does take money to put it up and host it so that you guys can listen to it. And we are, oh, yeah. we're moving into being able to do more conventions and stuff, but like that costs money. And we, most conventions, if we get a press pass, we don't have to pay to go to the convention, but we have to pay to get to the convention and we might have to pay to stay in the area. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I especially am really tight on cash right now. So it is literally a question of whether or not I can do it. So any Patreon support makes those things more likely because uh, there's a lot of times that we've had stuff come up. Um, and some of it has been like really not enough notice for me to plan a trip. But uh, a lot of it too is like I don't have the liquidity to just like go. And so any Patreon support helps out with that. And uh, we also try to keep our show ad free. And I haven't really talked to Spencer about this, but I've been considering changing that so that we can have mm. the liquidity to do the things that make the show good. And that's, you know, basically because we don't have the Patreon support right now to do that and uh, also keep the show ad free. But we've, we've been resisting. And uh, yeah, so I don't want to harp on it too much because, you know, I don't love it when people demand Patreon subscribers, but you know, if those things are important to you and if you enjoy what we're doing, definitely please consider it uh, so that we can try not to get ads and try to keep doing things like go to conventions and interview voice actors and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyways, with that all being said, uh, we are going to be jumping into our episodes uh, this week of Naruto. Um, We had some extra time at the very start of this episode to kind of talk about things. Um, And I think that's really because these things uh, five episodes could be handled in three episodes. Um, there yeah. are two very good ones and then three other episodes. Well, six, <laughs> so, six episodes total. So there's four, oh, sorry, there's four duds, but really the problem with the dud episodes is that they pad their time really obviously like this is filler in a sort of functional sense rather than a literal sense. Like, this this is Dragon Ball Z power-up episodes where they scream and charge their chi for an entire episode. And in the manga, it's, like, two panels. And this is that. Think of Frieza fight. Yeah, yeah, for (laughs) sure. And it's, like, yeah, this is is old-school filler, like, DBZ style, where you don't have entire episodes devoted to the filler, which Naruto absolutely does. But uh, this is where you stretch out something that really doesn't have a lot to it into entire episodes or more, as we will see this week. So, yeah, we're probably going to blitz through. I took a couple of notes, but I mean, I took probably more notes than you think is necessary. And I took far fewer than normal. Uh, yeah. uh, so 
here we go. Uh, the first, uh, the, the first thing that we have to talk about is who our characters are. Uh, we've mentioned them multiple, multiple times. Uh, but the, there's going to be an introduction of a new character today and we'll jump into that person, but who are our main characters we're focusing on this time? Yeah. Well, you know, if you're new to the show and to our show and to Naruto, uh, in general, it is a world full of ninjas. They are anime ninjas, so they can do cool, badass things that are basically, you know, magical attacks. They do that using their chakra, which our titular character is going to work on today. Uh, that guy is named Naruto. He is a young, 12-ish-year-old kid. He's kind of loud and brash. He's the kind of kid who was annoying because he didn't get enough attention, and that's because he's an orphan. Uh, he has sort of come into his own a little bit, but he's still largely untrained. Uh, he's coming off of a, a big fight, the climax of the previous arc, where he was able to um, get some training and kind of level up in his power level and actually be the reason that things turned out okay. Um, that arc involved his home village being attacked and their village leader, uh, a person whose title is called Hokage, was killed in that event. So Naruto has now met up with a an older guy named Jiraiya, who is one of something called the Legendary Sanin. They're basically three ninja that are renowned for their extreme uh, power. Um, he is also kind of an awful womanizer and mostly has been a comedic relief that Spencer and I don't particularly find funny. But he is also totally a skilled ninja and he has kind of taken Naruto under his wing. Um, he's going to say that that's because Naruto reminds him of someone, but it's actually secretly because he realizes that Naruto is being hunted. Um, the person be that's doing the hunting right now is this guy named Itachi. And Itachi is actually the older brother of another one of our main characters, Naruto's teammate Sasuke. Sasuke is the last of the Uchiha clan, and his brother is the only other uh, survivor and is not really counted in that because he is the guy that killed them all. Um, Itachi just showed up recently with his partner Kisame. They are wearing mysterious black cloaks with red clouds on them, and they have come to kidnap Naruto, specifically because Naruto has a giant fox demon sealed inside of him called the Kyubi, and they want it for some reason. Um, they were expelled from the Village in the Leaves uh, last episode, but Naruto and Jiraiya have left the Village in the Leaves, and Itachi and Kisame may or may not be after them still. And that's kind of where we're going to pick up with episode 83. Yeah. So 83 is a Jiraiya Naruto, uh, Naruto's potential disaster. Um, this so, episode so sucks. <laughs> it doesn't have any fucking information inside of it that is relevant to what is going on inside of the world. Um, there are... Uh, basically three main plot, plot points inside of this episode. Uh, the first one is going to be that Jiraiya, Jiraiya and uh, Naruto are going to um, basically continue to go off together. Um, yeah. That's really all you need to know they, about that. They uh, are on a mission <laughs> to find a replacement Hokage, and they're looking mm -hmm. for a particular person to do so. So they'll... Basically, all you need to know from this episode is that they have left the Leaf Village. They go to another town. They get a hotel room, and Jiraiya leaves Naruto in it. 
Yeah, and the reason he does this, it's going to be it's going to be put as kind of like a, a little bit of red herring to get him outside of the room, but he's going to go after a woman um, that seems to be interested in him. In him. Um, yeah, he's the rest he is of a the episode, famous womanizer. In fact, he is the author of all of the dirty books that Kakashi is always reading. I don't know if the yeah. show's revealed that yet, but we know that, so there you go. <laughs> so um the other stuff that's going to be happening in this episode kind of in like uh you know the peripheral of this um is that uh Sasuke is going to be kind of feeling shitty about himself there's a part where like some asshole in town is going to tell him like you know talk about like how he's his whole family got murdered <laughs> oh hey you're that kid whose entire family got murdered remember that <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I couldn't think of another way to put it other than just like, who the fuck would talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> like, anyways, like, maybe um, don't say that. Yeah, it's Sasuke. Yeah. Also, his whole thing ever since his first introduction is that he wants to kill someone, and we find out that that person is his older brother, and now we've met his older brother Itachi. Yeah, and it's 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 also like you know. <laughs> We so, understand why. You'll find out. <laughs> so then we're going to get to this great part where Sasuke, I, he goes to like check on his um, mentor, Kakashi, who is injured from the fight with Itachi. And like all of the other bigwig ninja at the same level as Kakashi are hanging out in this room. And they all were a part of this fight and they all are aware that Itachi is back. They also are aware that Sasuke will go off if he finds out that Itachi is back. So they're like, oh, like, oh, we can't tell him what happened. We're basically just going to say that Kakashi is resting. And then some asshole bursts and he's like, is it true that Itachi is back? (laughs) But the best part is that they all realize it's bad if Sasuke knows this. But they don't stop him. He runs off to go after Itachi and they just let him go. Like very clearly, it has been established that they are more than strong and fast enough to catch up to Itachi and stop him if they wanted to, and they just don't. Yeah, and then the other thing of, that we're going to see in this episode is there's going to be like a brief aside um, where Itachi and Kasame are making it very clear that they do not want to fight Jiraiya if they do not have to, and the biggest reason why is because they understand that Jiraiya is not only strong. But he is one of the strongest ninja in the entire country. Um, he is, he, they call them the, like, you know, the legendary Sanin. And, like, it's for a reason. Like, the Hokage of uh, the Hidden Leaf, one of the most powerful, you know, ninja presidents of the world, um, got basically murdered. Well, he killed himself. But um, when he but was kind of murdered, against... sort of. Listen to the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> It's it's just like, you know, they, they're they realizing that they don't want to get into a fight because they cannot get out of this fight unscaled or, or unscathed. That's yes. the word I'm looking for. Specifically, Kisame is like, I would die. Like, I could not fight him and survive. And Itachi is like, yeah, I could probably fight him to a standstill, but it would probably end in both of us dying from it. Which is, yeah. one, a testament to how powerful Itachi is, and two, a testament to how powerful Jiraiya is. Yeah. Um, especially like you're gonna, it's going to be a long time until you see a real good Jiraiya fight. Um, but we get like a taste of his power pretty soon inside of the coverage of the show. God, Um, there's a part in these episodes later on where Naruto starts like trying to 
he starts feeling and then trying to force a sort of parental bond with Jiraiya. And it made me think about Naruto Shippuden Jiraiya. And I got like a little emotional. Like Jiraiya sort of sucks right now. Like he's a powerful character that hasn't done anything to show off that power. Except I guess train Naruto in some good techniques. And he spends most of his time getting shit faced and trying to hit on women. And I hate it. But, like, I know who Jiraiya is deep down because I've seen the show. And, like, he's yeah. actually a really great character. He just doesn't show it yet. So, like, there's yeah. only one good part of this episode, and it's the end. So Yeah, so at the end, there's, there's like, a, a, a good, like, you know, kind of mix-up moment where Sasuke is going to be trying to go and find Naruto. Um, yeah, because he, he realizes to... that Itachi is after Naruto. I think the I think the douchebag who let the cat out of the bag said that specifically. He was like he ran in to scream the exposition that Sasuke needed. <laughs> <laughs> that is his that is his job. Like <laughs> give all of the relevant exposition to the wrong person guy. Yeah. Um so uh the the last thing that's gonna happen though is that uh he's gonna be going up to a door and then you hear a knock at the door and Naruto comes to the door and he opens it and instead of being Sasuke, it is Itachi and Kasame, and he is just like, Oh shit, and the audience is like, Oh shit. Uh, oh yeah, so- this, this was such an oh shit moment the first time I watched Naruto. Yeah, it's, because it's they're just going to murder him, you think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like you know for a fact that Naruto stands no chance. Yeah. So, um, anyways, we're in episode eighty-four now. Uh, Roar Chidori, brother versus brother. Uh, arguably, uh, the best two episodes are these two. Um, yeah, the eighty-four so, and eighty-five. So, yeah, these are re- these are really good episodes, actually. Mm-hmm. So this episode uh, starts off where we left off the last episode, where uh, Naruto is face to face with Itachi, um, and the. Um, he asked Naruto to come with him first, which is it doesn't seem like what a supervillain would do. No, I think it's I, a, I think guess. it's like an intimidation thing where he's like the the sort of like unsaid threat is that like don't make me make you come with us. Yeah. yeah I, I um, think it definitely has that from an audience perspective. Yeah. Then we're going to find out fucking finally the the saddest flashback. So um so here we There's go. also it's a hilarious thing on accident in the middle of the flashback. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take the first half and then you can take the tragedy part. So at the first okay. half, we establish that young Sasuke really wants to hang out with Itachi. But Itachi is this like super prodigy. Like Sasuke is known as a prodigy because he's really strong and things come to him really quickly and easily. And he has the cheat code uh, Sharingan Eye. And that's an important thing with the Uchiha clan is they have a special trait that's just to their clan, which is the Sharingan Eye, which is a special eye technique that gives you super ninja powers, basically. So Sasuke is very young at this point. Itachi is around the age that Sasuke is in the present of the series. And uh, Sasuke keeps being like, you want to hang out? Let's go do stuff together. Let's go train together. And Itachi is like, I'm too busy. 
I like you, but I just don't have time for you. And Sasuke's really bummed about it. And then he, like, goes, I guess he's, like, walking to school or whatever. And this, like, older woman is like, oh, hey, Sasuke, how's your brother doing? You know, he's really good. What was the age that he got, like, really famous and broke all these records? And Sasuke's like, oh, he was, like, 12 or 14 or whatever the fuck. And she's like, oh, how old are you now? And it's like, I'm that age, don't ask. <laughs> so shitty. Yeah. Just so like, what is Sasuke's the, uh... thing with running into old women who want to bring up the bad parts of his history? <laughs> Sasuke's true villain is old women telling exposition. <laughs> um... So what is going to be happening next inside of this flashback is all the terrible things that make Sasuke into who he is now. Um, And that is uh, Sasuke goes away for the day and then comes back. When he comes back, everyone inside of his part of the village is silent. And he doesn't really know what's happening. And he turns a corner and he sees all of these different Uchiha ninja dead in the streets. And then he starts to notice that it's not... And these are all his relatives. They're like, at least cousins. This is, like, not even just, like, you know, the men that are ninjas. It's also, like, children and, like, you know, normal house people um, that are just hanging around being normal people just get straight up murdered. Yeah, the, and the he's clan like, oh, has shit. been eradicated. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, I need to go home. He runs home. He starts calling for his mother and father. And mother he, and father. Sasuke is so Japanese that he gets home. After seeing everybody in his clan already dead and clearly worrying that his parents are also dead, but he stops to take off his shoes before he goes inside. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, he is going to open up his uh, mother and father's room and see that they are lying dead and there is a shadowy figure in the background. The shadowy figure he is going to feel uh, really frightened by, and he starts to back up. And then when the shadowy figure comes out of the darkness, he realizes that it's his older brother, Itachi. Itachi has murdered everyone in the Uchiha clan, including his parents, and he is coming straight for Sasuke. Um, He thinks to himself, like, oh no, I'm going to be killed. Uh, So he runs out of the room after kind of giving him a little bit of guilt, being like, why are you doing this? Um, He gets to the street. Itachi uh, catches up with him, um, and uh, he is going to use his Sharingan uh, to put uh, Sasuke into a genjutsu. Yeah, um, it's a special genjutsu called Tsukuyomi, where he basically controls what you see and experience and how long it takes. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the Mangekyo Sharingan, which is like the Sharingan's level up version. So he makes him, he makes him like basically watch what he did and why he killed these people and looking, not really showing why he killed these people, but like um, showing that he did kill all of these people and what happened. And then in Sasuke sort of just like completely accepting the fact that he is going to die. He's upset. He doesn't know why his brother is doing this. And in the last moments of this flashback, we see that Itachi um, had did this thing earlier where he like, like basically like boops, uh, Sasuke on the forehead um, and uh, Sasuke's like ow that hurt when he pokes him in the head and he uh, he goes down like he's going to do that again and instead he just tells him that like I wouldn't kill you you mean so little that I don't even have to kill you 
and then yeah. he just leaves him in the middle of like this catastrophe. He also says two other important things. The first, that the reason that he killed everyone is because he wanted to measure his abilities, which is some harsh shit. And we from the future know that that is a lie, but that is harsh. Yep. And that is what Sasuke believes is that he just killed them for because. And uh, he also tells Sasuke that, if he ever wants to have a chance to beat him in the future, he has to hate him. Which is kind of weird, knowing what we know about Itachi, but sure. Yeah. Um. So, the end of this episode um, shows... Uh, well, after a, a brief aside where Kasame, uh, Naruto is going to try to fight Kasame for a second and Kasame is just like, don't make me cut off your legs or cut off your arms or yeah, anything. They're basically uh, like, I'm going to chop off pieces of you so that you come with us without causing trouble. Yeah. Um, Sasuke is going to appear at the end of the hallway, summon his, uh, his Chidori, uh, which again is this like crazy lightning attack where you focus all your chakra to your hand. Um, and it turns into lightning and it sounds like a bunch of birds. It's dope. Um, and he is going to start running down the hallway, completely wrecking this hallway as For he goes no down. For no reason. <laughs> like he's just running with his arms outstretched and Chidori is just destroying the wall as he passes it but like then they cut to a shot of him from the other angle and there's clearly space between his non-chidori hand and the other wall like he's just <laughs> breaking it just because it's no yeah, reason like uh, like afterwards in like the behind the scenes Naruto, there's just like an uh, an owner of the end just being like fucking ninjas <laughs> <laughs> So, also, this is, like, the namesake of the episode, and it's, like, the last two minutes, maybe less. Um, yeah, for There is a cool moment with Naruto where he's going to jump in to try and help Sasuke, and he starts mm -hmm. um, pulling on his chakra, specifically on the red chakra that he gets from the demon inside of him. And we learn that uh, Kisame's sword, Samehada, which means shark skin, actually has the ability to eat chakra. So he's, like, slashes around naruto and it sucks the chakra away and naruto can't use his abilities anymore yeah and what he's uh, what uh uh naruto is trying to do is he's trying to summon one of the frogs that jiraiya has taught him that he can battle with because yeah. he knows from his previous fight that he probably won't be able to take on something really powerful but he knows that he can call from hell uh call for help from these gigantic frogs that might be able to take on or at least buy him some time. Yeah. When he doesn't summon this, um, you have a moment where you're a little bit faked out um, where he's going to still try to summon something and it doesn't work for a second. Then all of a sudden a frog is going to appear to block the sword and to parry it off. And you're like, oh shit, did he actually uh, do it correctly? But it's revealed that Jiraiya was the one who summoned this frog to block Semihara. Um, and we're going to go into the next episode episode uh episodes 85 hate amongst the uchiha is the last of the clan yeah so uh jiraiya is here um but itachi and sasuke have already kind of like connected sasuke tried to hit him with chidori but itachi just grabbed his wrist like it was nothing and, and broke he, it <laughs> he breaks it like it's nothing yeah but like sasuke he's like I don't know, Itachi's kicked him across the hallway and into the wall one to two times at this point and broken his wrist. And he's still like, stay out of it. This guy's mine. Yeah. <laughs> like, come and on, man. Itachi is going to... 
Hintachi is going to use his uh, Sharingan um, to lock him inside of that Genjutsu that we had seen before, um, and that the worst version of it is going to start happening to him, like this we is... saw when he was fighting against uh, Kakashi earlier inside of the, our, our coverage. Yeah. Um, we, when he uses this on uh, uh, on Sasuke, Sasuke is going to basically go limp and look like he is almost like dead. Itachi is going to run to catch up with him and basically slam him inside into a wall. Um, I started to say inside of a wall because the walls are going to suddenly start turning into like a weird pink substance and start to pull Sasuke into the wall. Yeah, so the, he's using the Sukuyomi technique on Sasuke, and specifically, he explicitly states that he is going to make Sasuke relive the murder of his clan for a day. And the, that's the power of Sukuyomi, is that you can make time pass for the person when in the real world, it doesn't pass. So it's like a moment later, and Sasuke has now watched his clan get murdered over and over again for an entire day. And why does he do this? Like... I get it if Itachi is really who we think he is at this point, but he's not. <laughs> so yeah. why does he do this? This is so yeah. hardcore. Like, this is yeah. too much, Itachi. Yeah, there's some things that he is going to do here to make him, like, into an ultimate villain. Um, and we'll find out why he does that uh, kind of later. Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, I, we're going to continue a fight. It just reads to me like the author didn't have his complete, real, what ends up being his story worked out and is making mm -hmm. him a villain right now. And so he's doing villain things without any of the yeah. depth that he will eventually gain. Yeah. Um, so uh, what is going to be happening uh, between the battle uh, of Itachi and Jiraiya and... Um, Oh God! Why can't I never fucking remember Kasame's name? Okay, and Kasame is going to be kind of like a. First. <laughs> it's like it's like a quick back and forth. Uh, really, uh, they're not going to want to stand up to Jiraiya at all because they realize that not only is this going to be considered um, a very dangerous technique, we're going to find out that it is a technique. Um, that is putting them inside of a frog's stomach. In uh, this is the, called a rock frog or a giant rock frog um, that has the ability to swallow and breathe fire um, through its stomach. So it is very difficult to hurt. Um, yeah. Kasame is going to be cutting off parts of it, and it immediately regrows and starts to like come at them and to crush them yeah, inside Jirea, of the stomach. Jiraiya seems to have some level of control over the stomach, although he does tell Naruto not to move around. So I think mm. that he doesn't have full control over the stomach. Yeah. So, um, uh, Kasame is going to be like, we have to get out of here right now. And, um, and so Itachi starts to run out with him. And uh, Jiraiya thinks to himself, like, you're not going to be able to escape. And then something happens that we don't see from around the corner. Um, we hear an explosion. It sounds like some glass breaking. And then when they round the corner, Jiraiya is very upset to see a black fire that is burning around the edges of what looks to be a window and the edge of the stomach lining that he had summoned. Yeah, somehow Itachi and Kisame have broken through using some sort of black fire technique, which Itachi will call Amaterasu. And 
this is amazing because this has literally never happened. Nobody has escaped from this technique. Uh, and yep. we'll see Kisame and Itachi fleeing. And Kisame's basically like, okay, well, that didn't go very well, but maybe we can like double back and beat them now. And Itachi's like, no, there is no way. I used Amaterasu, which takes it out of me. And I also used Mangekyo Sukiyomi for no goddamn good reason. And I'm tired. Yep. <laughs> And he's like, I'm not going to be able to go any further. Yeah, maybe um, don't fucking torture your little brother for no reason. Secretly, not that yeah. bad of a guy. You already broke his hand and also were choking him out. So, like, what was the point? <laughs> Why did you um, do this? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, Naruto, like a uh, fucking child, is going to walk up to the Black Flame and just reach out to touch it like a fucking baby touching Which you wouldn't stove. even do with regular fire. I know! Like, why are you sticking your hand in fire, you idiot? What is Um, your damage? Yeah. And so, uh, Jiraiya is going to use his, uh, always has scrolls ability to pull out a scroll, um, and write on that scroll seal fire technique and seal some, seal Amaterasu inside of, uh, the scroll. Um, and, uh, they're going to pick up Sasuke and basically, like, you know, fuck off to the room to do nothing for the rest of the episode, except for, like, think to themselves, like, you know, what's gonna happen next? They are gonna get attacked by Mike Guy, who's not the best ninja, always. (laughs) Oh, I thought that was the very beginning of the next episode. No, Uh, Mike Guy comes in for no- Mike Guy comes in for no reason, by the way, through this open window, and kicks Jiraiya in the face, and it's fucking amazing, because he's like, I left my mirror at home, so I had to use this, uh, headband to look around the corner, it was smudged, so I couldn't tell who you were. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I just saw figures and I attacked. I'm like, what are you, from a Marvel comic? Come on. He's also like- Like, clearly, he was one of the guys in the room where gives all the necessary exposition that Sasuke doesn't need guy came in and shouted everything. So, like, he's definitely pursued Sasuke here. But, like, again, he's a Jonin. Like, that's a really high rank. And also, one of Mike Guy's signature things is being really fast. So, like, he definitely let this happen. Also... Sasuke fought with Itachi. We we skimmed over a lot of it, but like Sasuke fights with Itachi for like a minute or two, which is a long time in fight time. And Jiraiya just lets it happen. He's like, I'm going to protect Naruto because Naruto can't protect himself. But Sasuke, like, you're right. This is your fight. I'm going to let you have it. And he should not have done this. And oh, after, no. <laughs> after the fight, like he has to step in and protect Sasuke from dying with this, like, unbreakable technique that Itachi then breaks through. And then, like, he's basically, like, I guess at the beginning of episode 86, they're talking, Mike Guy and Jiraiya are talking, and they're both like, yeah, we really fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, you really did, in, like, a super obvious and predictable way. Also, like, what is Itachi, uh, Itachi known for? He is literally infamous for killing other Uchihas. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, he probably won't do that thing that he's known to do. The only thing we know about him is that he's way too strong and he's really good at killing his relatives. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, what the Anyways. Fuck? This is just like, what is it? A, a requirement to become a Jonin or higher is to learn gross child neglect? Yeah, for real. 
Um, okay, so we have three more episodes to go, but as we mentioned, they're not very interesting. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to give you the names of all of them, and we're going to move through them pretty quickly, because there's two giant plot points, um, and those are the only ones, and they get really stretched out far. So yeah. we have 86, 87, and 88. The first one is called A New Training Begins, I Will Be Strong. The 87 is Keep on Training, Pop Goes the Water Balloon. That's going to make sense in a minute. Um, and 88, Focal Point, The Mark of the Leaf, also going to make sense in a minute. So yeah. the first thing that's going to happen is the um, the very, very important plot point um, that is going to be not really paid attention to until the very, very end of the coverage today, which is that the person that we're looking for is named Tsunade. Tsunade is the third of the legendary Sanin. Um, she is a very strong ninja who travels around with her assistant, um, and she also has a little pig that travels along with her, um, who is there for only comic relief, basically. Hate it. Um, yeah, thanks. Like you know, if you've seen Seven Deadly Sins, that yeah. is exactly what it is. I was just thinking, like, oh, the pig charming. talks, right? And then I was like, I don't think so. Maybe that's just Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, it, it's like you know, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So the things that we're going to find out about Tsunade are as follows: Number one, she is a legendary Sanin. Number two, she is a gambler, and she is obsessed with gambling, and she is bad at it. Um, yeah, she's she, known as like the legendary sitting duck or something like that. Yeah. Um, she is going to be seen throughout these episodes going to gambling halls, different places, and losing a shit ton of money in a lot of different places. And then her luck is going to change unexpectedly near the very end of the coverage. And we don't, we were like, we can't really figure out what's happening with it. But she's she suspicious. Very perturbed by it. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, she's like, why is my luck changing? My luck could only be changing if something really bad is going to happen. And at the end of these episodes, we're going to see the reasoning why is that uh, Roshimaru has been looking for her because she is a legendary healer. And he is going to be uh, trying to use her healing ability uh, abilities to heal his arms. Yeah, uh, his which arms were taken, were taken away, away in his fight the... with the Hokage, where the Hokage died. And yeah. the other thing we're going to learn about Tsunade, there's two other things. One, she's kind of vain. She is the same age as Jiraiya, which is stated to be, I believe, 50 explicitly. And mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't like it, so she uses her ninja powers to appear much younger, sometimes even in her teens. And... Um, she, because she's such a legendary healer, she is actually the person who came up with the concept that each ninja team should have one ninja on it that's good at medical ninjutsu. So if something goes bad, you've got a healer right with you, which is something that we will see going forward, but is not actually something that has really been established up to this point. Mostly it's just three-man teams. But yeah, going forward, we're going to see that one of the people in those three-man teams has medical skill. And that is apparently Tsunade's fault. Yeah. So um, the other big giant plot point that is going to be happening during this episode is that Jiraiya is going to uh, get into a random fight with a guy on a street, um, use his, uh, his Because he power. steals all of Naruto's money. Sure. Um, He's like, hey, like, I'm going to keep your money safe for you so you don't spend it because money is like the root of all evil or whatever. And also yeah. drinking and women. And then he spends all of the money on alcohol and women. And Naruto comes to berate him. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. 
Um, so Jiraiya is going to use Rasengan that we haven't seen. Uh, I don't think so until now. No, um, this is which its debut. It looks like, yeah. So it looks like a ball of like blue energy that is swirling around. And if you hit somebody by it with it, like we're going to see in this episode, um, the person will take a spinning amount of energy and be thrown across a large distance, uh, this time into a water balloon stand, um, which, uh, two things. Number one, uh, why is there a water balloon stand? Is this like a signature um, thing that this city sells? Is just water balloons on the street? Um, number two, why did you not like look before throwing somebody fucking into someone's business? You just like walk, you like buy all the balloons and you're like, oh, this will make it better if this guy buys all the balloons for me. And it's just like, yeah, but that guy still lost his fucking residence that he was selling something out of. This is like, like, the other thing is this guy is just like a regular dude. Like he's a, he's an asshole. Clearly his only name given is leader. So he seems to be some sort of like maybe gang member or whatever, but he's really just a douchebag. And Jiraiya way the fuck overreacts. Like, he uses a super powerful ninja technique, which will actually become Naruto's signature finishing move, is how strong it is. And he uses it on this random dude who's just yelling at them. Like, too much, Jiraiya. Yeah. So, um, when they like wander out of this city, they're going to go into the forest so that Naruto can learn, uh, how to form his chakra, uh, with all the different water balloons that they purchased and regular balloons, I guess as well, um, to form his energy into a ball and to use the Brisingan. Um, the next three episodes are going to literally just cover that Naruto trying to get it right. A three episode montage. Yeah. Yes. He keeps on getting it wrong. He spins it the first time incorrectly, and it kind of goes into a disc shape. And then you realize that he needs to keep on focusing in a different direction so that it will form a ball instead of just a whirlpool. And then he's like, oh, it's, it's, it's too difficult to do it with the water. Maybe I need to do it with something lighter. And so he ends up using air and he, he notices this because like when Jiraiya does it, it, it looks like, uh, there's a, it's almost like the balloon, the air inside of the balloon or the water inside of the balloon is like spiky. And yeah, then it's writhing um, by, instead of swirling. Yeah. By the end of it, Naruto has figured out a little bit better how to like focus it. And he, he keeps on like basically losing it at the end and it keeps on exploding on him. But the last time he does it in our coverage, he is going to get it to where it just pokes a pinhole and then releases the air out of it, which is like a big step for him. Um, and that's basically it. Well, so he does that with the water balloon, and then he makes the water balloon explode eventually, and then he gets the bouncy ball, which is, like, the harder version of the water balloon, because it's rubber instead of water in the middle, and then he has to make that explode, and it's popping out of one hole, but he's not getting it right to make it, like, pop, you know, all over, and, like, sort of explode out instead of explode off to one side. And then he finally figures that out. (laughs) It's dumb. It's, yeah, it's just too much... It's just stretching for time and it feels like it. There are little bits of things that are interesting and relevant. Like the, the actual, like the fact that you're like swirling your chakra and then causing like an explosive outburst. That's cool. That's Rasengan. That's how it works. I like knowing that. I like that they take the time to explain that. And they also explain that this is a kind of a unique attack because it is fully chakra focused 
It is not like using your chakra to enact some sort of magical ability like spitting fire or, you know, manipulating the earth. It is just chakra. And as such, you don't have to use a hand sign. So it's kind of a unique attack in the overall pantheon of ninja attacks in Naruto because you don't use hand signs and you just use your own chakra and that's it. And then the other part of the episode um, is that Naruto starts to feel kind of like Jiraiya is a father figure to him. And it he, it's not explicitly stated, but it's fairly explicitly shown. And uh, he he basically starts asking Jiraiya to spend time with him while he's training. And Jiraiya won't do it. And Naruto's upset. And then, like, near the end of the episode, Jiraiya brings him a popsicle, which he Naruto had seen, like, a young son and his father do in the town. And Naruto's very touched. And it's nice yeah. because Naruto... Like, Jiraiya eventually does become basically an explicit father figure to Naruto. And this is the origins of that, and it's nice. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of our coverage for this week. Um, uh, we we also um, want to mention at the very end of this, um, I, again, um, if you want to chat with us about anything, one of the things I've, I've talked to a couple of people about, um, just, to, just to mention this one more time... Um, I really, really want to get uh, feedback on what people are liking and uh, about our episodes with our collaborations in particular. And the biggest reason why is because we want to make sure that we're doing something that everybody wants. Um, so if you could uh, please just take a moment, if you didn't listen to the opening, I know some people have mentioned before, like they just skip the opening and just get to the regular episodes. Um, but like, if you want to, please let us know, like, um, you know, what you think of everything. And if you end up wanting to support, uh, because like, you know, we asked about this and then we changed something for you, that is a huge perk for us. So, uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we also just, we like to talk to people, <laughs> you know, like, if you want to chat on Reddit, I'm the Reddit guy. Uh, Spencer does like Twitter and Instagram. We're around and we love talking to people about this stuff. Like, I don't know that we are like crazy super anime fans that like live and breathe it and don't do anything else. But we really like anime, obviously, and would love to chat with you about it. Um, and also to hear what you think about the show, and what things you like and what things you don't like and all that kind of stuff. We're super interested to just talk to you because that's fun. So please feel free to drop us a line. Um, we will be back in four weeks if we don't have any special episodes in between. More if we do uh, with more Naruto coverage where Tsunade confronting Orochimaru will, you know, resolve itself in some way or another. Uh, but of course, as longtime listeners know, next week is going to be something else. And we'll tell you about that after the end credits. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday. On iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Buzzsprout. Or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. 
Next week on Blake and Spitzer Get Jumped, we cover JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders Part 2. That's going to be episodes 49 through 52, and it's switching from Part 1 to Part 2, which is called Battle in Egypt. Yeah, if you were expecting it to be anything other than a terribly weird, bizarre adventure, get ready, because it's even more of the same. I mean, can't say I'm surprised. (laughs) 